0: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Influencer Podcast. Today, we're doing a bonus episode for you guys um, because I felt that it was important to share what this episode is about today. And kind of want to start it off by saying that I have not really been in the mood to do podcasts lately. And um, I, I know that we've talked a lot about just that idea of, you know, we're not always going to... Like or love or enjoy what we're doing day in and day out. But the most important part about it is being consistent. Um, but I've I found it hard to be consistent. Um, so, how it's looked for me in my business over this last month is um, I, as you guys know, I am having a baby girl in uh, the summer. And so, I'm going to start going on maternity leave in either like June, July ish. And so we are trying to batch as many podcast episodes as possible now so I can take that maternity leave. And I know that I've talked to you guys about batching on this podcast millions of times and why I think it's so important. Um, But with that, it means that, you know, I have to do like 20 something episodes in a matter of 10 days. And so that means that I'm doing anywhere between three to five episodes a day, depending on schedules and all of that stuff. Well we had all of this planned out before coronavirus. And so I wasn't anticipating or expecting to also have to be homeschooling, having my family here full time, um, you know, being isolated, all of that other stuff, right? Right. And so I started to kind of find myself getting extremely frustrated because things weren't going the way that I had planned and they weren't going the way that I wanted it to go, when I wanted it to go, how I wanted it to go, all of that stuff. And, um, and I really had to catch myself, but it actually took me kind of noticing some things and and how I was really reacting to things that, that allowed me to really catch myself and kind of get to what today's conversation is about, which is really acceptance. Um, not only was I having a hard time actually doing podcasts, but I was having a really hard time listening to a lot of podcasts lately. And I don't know if you guys feel this way, but I just started to notice that so many of the podcasts that I listen to and I generally, love and 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 you know think are amazing because they are amazing. They were all starting to put out these coronavirus podcast episodes, right? And they just felt I would listen to like 10 to 15 minutes of these episodes and for some reason I would, I would be, I would be like, ugh, get this off. Why? You know, I would be so like viscerally annoyed by the episode. And then I started wondering, like, why am I so annoyed about this? Because it's not that it's an annoying episode. It's just that I think that it's annoying. And why am I getting so, you know, putting all this stuff out onto a podcast I typically like? And when I started to really think about it, it's because that all of them ended up kind of sounding the same. And quite frankly, they all started becoming very boring to me. And what I mean by that is, you know, in a time like now, and I don't know if you guys feel this way, you guys may be doing amazing and and balancing this perfectly. But in a time that I already feel overwhelmed, frustrated, all of this stuff that I know that I have to work on just one day at a time, navigating, right. And just acceptance, because I can't, change the fact that there's a virus and change the fact that my family's home and change the fact that I already had work commitments and change the fact that we're having to restructure and pivot so many different things with our community and our courses and our membership, just to keep showing up and providing value because that's what people need right now. Like people need support. People need coaching. People need, you know, more of what I give them through my programs. And I want to be able to show up for that but that takes a lot of time and a lot of energy. And so I started to get so frustrated by this. And then I would hear these podcast episodes that, you know, was basically someone else telling me their thoughts about coronavirus and how I need to like fight through it and stick through it. And this is not the time to slow down. And I just started thinking, who needs to hear someone else's thoughts on the coronavirus and how this is the time, you know, to make it happen and to push through it when we're hit with that crap all day through media and social media and everything else. So (laughs) with all of that said, I started to realize that the thing that was frustrating me was the lack of acceptance, that I was, it was basically a mirror for myself, that I was, what I was hearing when I was listening to these other podcast episodes and these other, you know, podcast hosts talk about, forcing through it. And this is the, and the five things that you need to do to make sure that your business is okay. During the coronavirus, there was such this lack of acceptance and what was just actually happening, you know? And, and I hope that that kind of makes sense for you guys. There, there just seemed to be, it was like, everyone was so tunnel visioned, of just making sure that shit didn't hit the fan and that their business was okay and this is how I'm going to support my people by giving them all of these tips and all of these strategies. And to me, that just became so overwhelming because I kept missing the acceptance piece. And, you know, when I really started to think about that and think about how much more I needed to accept in my own life, I was really able to see it through a different lens because I get it you know, I get what it's like to be afraid and to want to push through and fight through and force through and just be relentless as hell about things, you know, because you don't, you don't want to fail. You don't want to go bankrupt. You don't want to lose your house or your job or your kids or whatever it is that you're, that you're freaking out about. Right. Which is all very common and it's all very natural. And honestly, it should be very expected, but where is just the acceptance and letting those feelings be what they are? without judging them, and most importantly, without trying to change them. And that's what I started noticing is that I was trying to change my feelings about having to show up and do my work. I was trying to change my feelings about having to show up in homeschool. I was trying to change my feelings about the fact that, you know, I can't leave my house and my husband can't leave the house and we're all stuck here. I was trying to You know, change my feelings and all of that. And then when I would listen to these podcast episodes, what I was hearing were that these people were also trying to change my feelings (laughs) about all of that stuff. And I just started thinking, why is it bad to feel a little crappy right now? Like, honestly, we should feel crappy right now. This is a really unique and temporary, kind of interestingly chaotic time. So it doesn't have to be and, or like, and that's what started coming up for me. It was like, I either, I either feel crappy. And so I'm, I'm wrong or I'm, I'm the leader and I'm defiant and I'm going to push through it. And I'm right. And it's like, can't we have both? Like, can't I be the leader and navigate it and take it day by day and try to figure it out and try to do my best while also having those moments of being like, this kind of sucks. And I'm frustrated and I'm annoyed. Like, can't we have both? Why does it have to be one or the other? And so that's why I was you know, thinking back on it now. That's why I think I started getting so annoyed with myself. And I, get, I started to, to get so annoyed with those other podcasts that were trying to change my feelings and trying to tell me what to do with my life during this crisis that quite honestly, no one's ever been through. So how do these people know what to do, right? No one's ever been through this. Now, we've been through other things that may be similar. This is not the first crisis we've ever had in our life, and it surely won't be the last. But no one's ever been through a COVID-19 March 2020 chaotic event before, right? So that lack of acceptance for just letting people be, think, and feel as they are and who they are. Was something that started to really come up for me. And at first, I was of this mindset that I'm like, I'm not gonna do a coronavirus episode because they're so freaking annoying and everyone's doing one, and it's the same crap, and they're telling us all the same stuff. I'm over it. But when I started to come from this acceptance piece, it really made me think of the conversation that really needed to be had. And It's really coming from that genuine place of speaking from the acceptance of of this, of it just being this, instead of all of the leaders out there that are talking about, you know, here's what you need to do, and here's how you combat this, and here's how you stay ahead of this. So I decided, as I was kind of diving into all of this, is, you know, how can I have the conversation about, you know... Instead of here's what you should do to be focusing on your job and your business and your goals during the coronavirus, because I think that that's overdone and boring, why don't we have a conversation about here's how to accept where you are, who you are, how you are, what that means, and then from that, where you're going to go from here. So that's what the conversation is about today. It's about the acceptance piece. I'm not here to tell you what you should be doing or should not be doing or what you should be focusing on or not be focusing on. If you want an episode like that, everyone and their dog is doing it, so just go find one and listen to it. What I want to talk about today is the acceptance. And there is one person that has been in my community that has really gotten this acceptance piece correct, and his name is Casey Graham. Now, Casey is the founder, the CEO of a company called Gravy. What Gravy does is that they are a amazing company that basically come into other businesses and they help you manage failed payments. So like if you're someone who has an online course and you have a payment plan and, and somebody, you know, fails on a payment, Gravy's team will come in and help you have the conversations with all of those people who are failing their payments for you to recoup the money on. So I learned about Gravy a couple of years ago and started working with them last year in our business. And I really thought that they were an incredible company. We've had an amazing time working with them. But through this whole Corona madness, I have gotten to know the CEO, Casey, a lot more. And I have just been so impressed with his ability to be vulnerable and to really accept what is to me that's the kind of leader that I want in my life right now. That's the kind of leader that I want to be around, that I want to be mentored by, that I want to be coached by, that I want to lead me through this. Not you know, not the leader that's sitting here telling me everything that I'm doing wrong or what I should be doing better or what I should be doing instead. I'm tired of those conversations. I'm ready for the acceptance piece. So, with all of that said, I'm going to have Casey come on today and my idea of having him come on we were in a slack i don't know if you guys know what slack is but it's basically like instant messenger for companies and they gravy has a slack that they invited all of their clients to come on and somebody in the slack asked casey they said you know why are you so calm when the world is literally falling apart and his response was amazing and i want to share it to you he said well in 2016 i had suicidal thoughts i was at an all time low I was in a personal crisis. I was completely empty. And every day I sat with Renee trying to pass the time, but it was so slow and it was so drudgery. And then 2020 hits and I lose a best friend. I lose a mentor. And then the virus hits. And he goes, so my hope isn't in my business. My hope isn't in my goals. My hope isn't in my company. My hope isn't in my success. My hope isn't in anything that this world has to offer. I feel calm because a business crisis really isn't anything near the darkness that I've actually experienced before. I feel peace. I feel calm and I feel ready. So what about you? Where is your hope? I hope it's not in anything that can be taken away. So when I read that, I was just like, yes. Finally, someone is having a true conversation about what we should really be talking about here, which is the acceptance and which is really leaning on something greater than yourself to get yourself to the other side of this. It is not about strategies and tactics and tools and tips and way to grow more followers and way to make more money and way to get, you know, your customers to buy more right now. It's really about the hope in something greater than yourself and the acceptance of that. So with all of this said, I now want to bring Casey on so we can chat more about this. And you guys can hear firsthand some of the powerful leadership that he has been giving me and my team and so many other CEOs during this unique time. And it is my hope that you find some strength through his experience and some hope through his experience. And it's also my hope that you find some strength and hope through the experience that I just shared with you and just my honest feelings about what these last couple of weeks have looked like. All right, here we go Go to kajabi.com slash influencer and join the creators and entrepreneurs who have made over seven billion dollars. Welcome to the Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, Julie Solomon, a marketing strategist, brand building expert, speaker, and New York Times bestselling publicist. This is where I take you behind the scenes with today's top influencers, industry insiders, and entrepreneurs as they share step-by-step strategies to help you turn your online dreams into a purposeful and profitable business. Hi, Casey. It's so good to have you here. and Thank you for jumping on so quickly. I know that this is kind of a really fun and unique episode that we're doing based off of kind of where everyone is in the world right now.
1: Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Julie. And uh, it's fun being able to connect. I feel like everybody, uh, even before the show and, and whatever, everybody's a little bit more uh, human right now. Everybody's a little bit more just like, let's have a conversation and like, hey, you're a real person. I'm a real person. So um, thanks for having me. And hopefully everybody listening to this can, can fill our hearts as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that's really, I mean, filling the hearts. I mean, that was that was my whole intention of this conversation. And I know that I mentioned it in the intro, but you and I have had um, the privilege of being able to work together um, mm-hmm. since last year. Um, you know, your company is incredible of coming in and really building connection in your communication and the way that you speak to um, our customers in our community to really help Um, support us in terms of our failed payments. Um, But then I've gotten to know you a little bit more deeper throughout this whole COVID unique situation. Um, and you've been such a support system to so many of your customers and those in your community. We've had, you know, zoom calls we've had, we are on a Slack, uh, channel together. Um, you've given us your cell phone number. Like it's just, it's been really amazing just to have that. And, you know, one of the things that have been coming up for me is that so many leaders that I admire and look up to, um, the messaging that I feel is coming from so many of them is missing this humanity piece and this acceptance piece of what is going on. And you are someone who has not missed that piece at all and has been able to really be an anchor for that, which has caused, I think, so much attraction and magnetism to you right now and just the peace and the calmness that you bring to the reality of the situation. And that's really what I want to kind of dive into with you on, you know, how you've been able to cultivate that, um, why it's important to cultivate that, and, and kind of, you know, why are we seeing such this force of, of trying to negate some of these other maybe messy or yucky feelings that are coming up instead of really embracing them and seeing them for what they are?
1: Hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, what's funny is uh, Warren Buffett says... Uh, when the tide goes out, you get to see who's swimming naked. And uh, and I think the tide has simply gone out. And I don't think anybody is changing who they are. I think what's happening is everybody is revealing who they are. Mm. And um, that's what we've even talked about internally is we, we've been this way for three years as a company. Um, you know, I live, I try to live my life this way to be um, you know, uh, I, I've been through so much crap. Um, I've 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 gone through per, a personal pandemic, not from a, a health standpoint, but from a, a mental, emotional, losing, having everything in the world, and then being suicidal. Uh, going home and having millions of dollars, and my wife not like me. Um, you know, uh, all of those different kind of things that that is that that I should have been happy, and I wasn't. And then working through those kind of things is just like. I'm just a human. My name's Casey. I give myself phone number out to everybody. I put it on LinkedIn. The post went viral. People call and they're like, I'm sure he's not. I, I answer them. i talk to them. Uh, you know, I'll text, I'll help. I'll do whatever I can do. And um, this is not like, we're not doing a game or this isn't an emotional stun or this isn't anything. It's just us being who we've been. But right now the tide went out and all of the bravado and all of the like we're cool entrepreneurs, or we're cool tech founders or whatever. Nobody cares, and what people want when things hit the fan, when the crap hits the fan, you want a person when you call and you've got a messed up flight and you get the automated system, you're pissed. you want a person when 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 the crap is the fan, we all want human, and I think that's what's sticking right now.
0: Mm, it's so true, and I feel you know and it's I want to preface this by saying, I don't think that it's bad or wrong how. Any leader chooses to decide to show up, do yeah. what they think is best to support their community. Um, there are people that need help navigating this. There are people that want the the fail proof that the fail strategies and tactics to keep your business going and to keep your business safe and to keep your business healthy during this time. And you know right. there are people that want to know what they should be doing, and that there is value in that. And at the same time, I think there's also value in allow and giving people the dignity to make their own choice choices and to think and feel for themselves. Mm -hmm. And, and by doing that, I think it it goes back to that humanity piece of allowing people to have their thoughts and have their feelings and have their frustrations and all of those things without judging them and without Mm -hmm. trying to change them or fix them. Because I feel like sometimes as leaders or coaches, that tends to be the initial reaction. Well, I've got to fix this because we don't want to feel the pain, or I've got to change this, or I've got to make this better for somebody.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Um, I, what I will, I'm going to flip this actually on you and go. So interesting is is that like obviously we've connected more recently, but what do you think has allowed, or what was the what, what's made you feel like that you can feel that way, or we can have this conversation? Uh, because we're just doing what we do. Like we didn't do a strategy session and say, hey, let's let's be human, <laughs> you know? Right. <laughs> so, so, so how do you feel like that we're helping you think what you can think and feel what you can feel and all of that? But at the same time, we are helping people with business advice and know where to get stimulus loans and, you know, blah, 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 blah. So I'm just interested right. from your perspective.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think the way that you do it or that your team has been able to lead this in a really in a really authentic way it's it's i think it comes back to just being a mirror of you know sometimes the universe will do for you what you can't do for yourself mm. and and maybe that is mirrored or maybe there is something inside all of us that that gets a little bit of strength and hope from that kind of, from receiving that kind of acceptance and reaction mm. or maybe it's just the fact that From my perspective, there's a very reactive, combative, offensive way to come about it or a acceptance of the the circumstance and more focusing on it's the circumstances are what they are, right? We can't change the facts of life. What we can change is how we think and feel about those facts in life. And by changing our thoughts and feelings, we then empower ourselves to also be somewhat in control of or have the power to also change our reactions, actions, or inactions to those mm. thoughts and feelings about the circumstance. And totally. so for me, I, I think that what why I have connected to the way that you've been able to lead so many other leaders through this is that you focus on on cultivating a mindset and really focus on changing the thoughts and feelings, not trying to change the the circumstance that's happening.
1: Mm, yeah, 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 I get it. So, um, in in our brains, um, the big chemicals. One of them is serotonin, and I'm not a scientist, and you know I'm not a counselor, but one thing I know that has happened over the last couple of weeks is what happens is is fight flight, or freeze when your brain is, and that's what's happening when leaders get into crisis. um, And it's even studied in the military, when they get into crisis, it's either fight, flight, or freeze. And what's happened early on is that most people froze, the loud leaders, most of the louder leaders uh, were fighting and nobody really flighted at first because it's, you just kinda, you know, it is, it's, it's, you freeze or you go there as a leader. And what I've started to see now is that as this thing unfolds is that I'm starting to see the, the fight and the flight come into play. Mm. And, um, the flight people, what they do is they stick their head in the sand and it's almost like a spouse that knows something's wrong. Uh, and I can speak to this cause I've been in the situation, you know, something's wrong. But like, you just kind of keep doing your schedule and keep moving and you act as if it will kind of hopefully, get to hope to God one day, it will change and get better, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and which which it's not, right? You will impend doom. It will be worse. You will die uh, or the relationship will, whatever. Um, and then the, the, the fight people, they fight in two different ways and there's only one that can be successful. The first fight, the natural instinct of, of a visionary entrepreneur is bravado. Um, The bravado people are loud. They are, let's charge uh, hell with a water pistol. They are, we're going to win. We're going to outsell it. Here's the 15 strategies. And again, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, uh, but they're just as scared as everybody else. It's just, you're just seeing uh, their reaction. Yeah, it's relentless. But the only one who actually ever wins, it's called the Stocksdale Paradox. Have you ever heard about this? No. Okay. Jim Collins uh, wrote about it first in Good to Great. Uh, but General Admiral Stock- Stockdale, he was uh, a POW and he was stuck. I mean, he had no chance of getting out. Everybody else died. He was the only one that got out of the camp, um, prisoner of war. And his paradox was this it was embracing duality. And this is very important for the fighters. What a real fighter is, who a real leader is through this, the person that will win is the person who confronts the brutal facts of reality. Number one, you don't confront those facts. You don't look at them worse than they are. And you don't look at them better than they are. You look at them as they are. This is the facts. We are in a pandemic. My company lost X money. We are not selling as good as we, whatever. But this is the facts. At the same time, they keep in just as much tension is that they... Always maintain hope that they will prevail in the end. Mm. And those two dual thoughts in the same thing are what works. The people that were in the POW camp, they were like, we're going to be out by Christmas. They, they, they would come out hot, but then they, they die off. Their voice dies off, and they're not the people that end up being the strongest leaders with the biggest companies. And the person who makes it goes, we're, pro- we're not going to be out by Christmas, but we are going to make it in the end. And so this applies to where we are in crisis, is to go, hey, this is going to suck for a long period of time. So don't, don't shoot all your uh, ammunition here in the first three weeks, and here's all the stuff we're going to do and all this, and we're going to beat you. We're not beating this quick, Okay. Mm -hmm. So, and it doesn't mean that it's bad either. It just means the person who wins will have a non-emotional plan and they will operate off of that plan uh, for their company and as a leader, and that we will embrace the things as they are. And so I, I know we're kind of talking theoretical here, Julie, and actually I hate being theoretical, but if you drill down into it, it's just going like, that's where I'm coming from. I'm coming from this sucks This is terrible. I hate it. I don't like it. I wish it would go away. It's so annoying, and I don't like you know blah blah blah. I hate it. At the same time, we're going to prevail. So, who who are we going to be in the middle, and who we're going to be as human beings, loving human beings, no matter what? Because that's what I believe. When you look back on this time of of COVID in the story, every day right now feels like a year, but when you look back in years, it's going to feel like a day. And my question for everybody listening is. When you look back and you talk about that sentence of a time, what, who are you going to be proud that you were? And who are you going to be proud that you became? And who are you going to be proud that you helped? And, and what's the story going to be that you were proud that you kept your obligations and you didn't run away from your debts? You didn't run away from your relationships. You didn't lie to your investors. You stayed true to who you said you were going to be no matter what. And so that's the mentality in which we're taking through this. And so maybe I went off the tracks there and you need to edit all this, but no, that's I love where, it. but that's where I am.
0: And I think that a big part of that comes down, and I mean, Brene Brown talks about this all the time, is vulnerability.
1: Mm. Yeah. Well, uh, we don't struggle from that. (laughs) (laughs) But
0: a lot of people, a lot of people do, you know. And I think that that's because vulnerability can sometimes seem to be this very um, emasculating, um, uh, powerless um, Weak type of thing. When really, I think that that it can be one of the most empowering pieces that anyone can cultivate.
1: Yeah, and um, I mean,
0: yeah, and sh- share your thoughts on that.
1: Well, I mean, to be completely honest, yesterday at about seven fifteen p.m., I was literally on my knees in my bedroom uh, in tears and just um, you know crying out and praying, literally going uh, I can't do this on my, I need help. Um, I need help. And, and what I, I, I reached out to some friends and I said, Hey, I need help. Like I, I call, I called one of my best friends yesterday. who's also on our team, known him for 20 years. I said, Josh, and he's, he's the non-emotional guy, right? Like he's the, any, are you an Enneagram person? Julie? Yes. Yeah. What's your Enneagram number? I'm a three. Okay. Well, he's a three, so you can relate with him. maybe. <laughs> we're so kind of I'm
0: relentless like, yeah
1: yeah <laughs> and uh anyway i just said dude i need to ment- i need mental help right now mm-hmm. i need to share with you the the over i'd taken over 70 phone calls from entrepreneurs telling me that they're going out of business i you know i, it, I i'd almost i've been too unhealthy with too much uh inputs of like i can't i can't be superman and try to help everybody right so mm-hmm. um I was just overwhelmed, and then I got a phone call from some real estate buildings that I own in Birmingham, Alabama. They're in the the restaurant industry, and and they're not going to pay their uh, their rent this month. And then we've got mortgage in an investor group, and I've got to go talk to these people. And it was just one of those days where, and I literally just went and I got on my knees and I was in tears. And and honest to God, um, that happened in a day. I made my calls, and the things I've learned is that. When I reach out when i when I tell people I'm struggling, when I say I need help, um, it's the it's the strength that carries not only me through but it carries all of us through. Mm. and I'm not gonna be the one who says that I don't feel it. I feel a hundred percent stressed right now, mm-hmm. but I also feel a hundred percent hopeful mm. like at the same time because oh, right. my my worth is not in is gravy going to be this world-class company? My worth is not in any of that stuff. And so you can't take away anything from me that now it would suck, but it's still through the process of all of this. I'm still a human. And so I just reach out and I think people listening to this, the number one thing people need to do is, is just, it's okay. And and a lot of these influencers and leaders that uh, I'm the back office call to be completely frank, and I'm the, I'm the one they call when they have a business breakup or a partner breakup or they've got some legal issue or, or whatever, and every single one of them are all the same. They're all humans, and we're all humans. The question is, are you going to be human externally to the world, are you going to be, you know, have, a, have a public face and then a behind-the-scenes? And I'm not saying you need to go share all your business with the world, but for me, I just don't care. Um, this is who I am, and that's who I'm going to be.
0: Yep. Oh, I love that. And thank you for Julie, sharing that.
1: Yeah. Do you feel like this is helpful for business? I mean, I feel like you should, yeah, like help guide me what will be most helpful for, for, for the people listening.
0: Well, I think that, that just sharing stories like that. So people know or are reminded that they aren't alone because, you know, mm-hmm. entrepreneurship already, right. No matter what's happening in the world
1: yeah, that's so And
0: true. it is is one of the most, especially if you do it online and you're behind a computer all yeah. day, yeah. you know, isolation is one of the biggest
1: mm. feelings
0: that come up for people and i also believe that isolation is one of if not the biggest dream killer that can happen wow and i feel that people people forget that we as human beings we are pack animals we are hardwired for connection we are hardwired for community mm-hmm. and we are literally being told that we cannot have community right now, that we have to sit in our homes and yep. be isolated. But there's other ways of getting community. We may not have it physically, but there are other ways, thank goodness, in this in this world of 2020, to virtually sure. or auditorially or by phone to mm-hmm. still have connection and to still reach out and to still have community. And so I love that you shared that because I believe that that, that is going to be the thing that truly can make or break someone's mental health. And the longer that this goes and the more that we hear that, you know, our stay at home orders are going to keep being pushed and pushed and pushed, which is a possibility, Mm -hmm. you know, it, it allows for that feeling of the isolation to sink in more. And so I appreciate you being vulnerable and sharing that. And I loved what you said about, you know, I can be stressed and hopeful at the same time. I can be scared Mm -hmm. and brave at the same time. I can be afraid and strong at the same time.
1: Yeah. Because
0: feelings aren't facts.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's right. And and like, I'm completely uncertain of how, let's just say gravy is going to end up in through all of this. And at the end of the day, I'm uncertain of that but I am a hundred percent clear of how we will operate through it. Mm -hmm. So.
0: And I I think that that's true no matter any time of the year, no matter any, right? Like, cause none of us can predict the future.
1: I know, but Julie, here's the thing. My, my number I've had, I've had two key deaths in the last 120 days. My best friend, he was 48 years old. I met with him every Friday. He fell over dead. Mm -hmm. uh, Two hours after I met with him at Starbucks on a Friday. Uh, and then my mentor uh, was my number one mentor, 70 years old and blah, 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 whatever. But he's my number one guy and he got cancer this past year. It went crazy and it, it took his life really fast. The point of me telling you that, in the very quick is both of them that I consistently met with the number one thing that they would help me with, I literally would sit down with Reggie and he would say this, he would go, Hey Casey, so h- how's gravy going? And I'd say, well, we're going great. He's got like, to stop. That's not who you are. And he, and he would literally do it on purpose. And he would bait me in uh, because that's our tendency, right, is, is to be what we do and be who we are. And, and, and the number one thing he helped me with was separate my need to feel like I need to control outcomes in the future. Mm. And the number one thing I've learned about the future is it's not yours to own. And so you're literally stealing it and smuggling it into the present. And it creates all of the worry and anxiety and the stress. And it's not even yours to own. And so while it's okay to plan and look into the future and have goals and all this kind of stuff, the outcomes are what drive us crazy. Right. And releasing the outcome. And if you can release the outcome from the beginning and go, I'm going to do everything in my power. But if this thing goes completely belly up, or if it goes completely all the way to the moon, that I'm still going to be Casey and my number is 770, blah, 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 then you know, give me a call. That's the goal. And that's who I want to be. And that's what I'm working toward uh, in, in this moment.
0: Oh, I love that. And it, it it reminds me of, to me, good leadership is showing up even when you can't control or predict the outcome. <laughs> showing up, yeah. taking action, and, and taking the next one step at a time, the next concerted action one step at a time as you are able to Receive information and ideas and facts and et cetera, even yeah. when you can't control or predict the outcome. Mm-hmm. And you had mentioned something earlier about leadership and how, you know, it's really looking at the facts for what they are. Yeah. And not trying to f- turn them into a feeling or making them anything <laughs> other than what they are. So yeah. for those listening, <laughs> that because we're all human and, you know, we oh, all yeah. get that right sometimes and we all get it wrong sometimes. From your experience, how could someone better look at the facts?
1: Um, I don't know about better. I, I, I would say, um, look at them, all of the facts from the standpoint of, um, they're not who you are. So if I lose money this month, nobody looks at their balance sheet or profit loss or or their sales. And they don't literally make a one-to-one and go, well, we lost money this month. And so my worth is less. Like we don't say that cognitively, but that's the feeling that we get. The feeling is that I'm a bad leader. I'm not good anymore. I don't, or maybe I got lucky in the past or whatever the way to look at that is there's a COVID crisis going on and you don't need to believe, believe me. I'm just telling you, Julie, believe me. If you don't believe anything else to say, everything everybody else is saying and how big you think their business is because of how big their audience is, is not true. I know for Mm -hmm. a fact. Mm -hmm. So you're comparing yourself against ghosts and they don't exist. And so look at the facts as, It's a temporary thing. And the number one thing that helps me when there's a downturn or there's sales or you lose money or you have to let somebody go is look at your past. Your past, uh, your past behavior will be your best predictor of your future behavior in the past when you got into a situation where you had to overcome something. I'm asking you, Julie, Mm -hmm. what's something I mean, what's something in the past business wise that you got into? You're like, oh, my God, I don't know how this is going to work. When was that for you? What was that story?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think with everything I've ever done, I mean, I I launched an online business without knowing what to do, without having you know having thirty thousand dollars of student loan debt, having um, no experience in how to create an online yeah. business, how to create online programs, how to create any of that. Um,
1: and you did know, you so figure out a way to get all the skill sets you needed to figure out what you needed at the time?
0: I did I t- by taking it day by day, and, and I think a big thing is for this was that not. You know, and it's Denzel Washington says this quote, and I love it so much. She goes, without commitment, you'll never start, but without consistency, you'll never finish. Mm. And so not, not only did I have the commitment, but it it was even more than that, that I would literally wake up every day and ask myself, do I want to be the absolute best at this? Mm. And if the answer was yes, then, then I knew where my commitment lied. And then yeah, so, in so, order to be the absolute best of this, am I ready to be the absolute best version of myself?
1: That's right. So I, I, say, I say that to say when you see a fact into the future as something that is brutal, a brutal fact that you're going to have to, to face, um, that's going to be a hard conversation or it's going to be hard to handle or you got a bad result or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Um, instead of looking and projecting into the future, these feelings of, oh my God, I'm going to fail. Oh my God is the thing that I try to do. And the way I do this is with other people, frankly, um, Renee has been my, uh, we've, we've worked together for 18 years. Um, and so, uh, she's been my right hand and, and, um, co-founder. And so I literally, she reminds me, um, on a weekly basis, um, hey, but remember when we went through this and remember when we went through that. And so anytime I look to the future and I see a bad thing, I go back to the past and when I overcame it. Mm-hmm. And there's something about that mentality that allows you to be able to keep moving forward with a positive perspective, no matter what you have to do. Yeah. So that's the, that's the first thing I would say um, mm-hmm. with facts. The other thing I would say is, um, depending on how your mind works. So I'm at Enneagram uh, seven wing six. Yep. Yep. And so, if I get a bad report, I'll go from, you know, there's that we had our, our our financial didn't end up the way I thought it was going to be. To I'm going to lose my house, and the, our boat's going to be towed out of the lake, and I go all the way to like destruction. And I've talked yes, to tons right. of entrepreneurs that feel that way, right? And so, one of the things that I do to maintain that the facts remain as they are is, is I, I, I go what's down, I call it the fear highway. And it's an exercise that I made up that I use in my journal, pencil to paper. And when I get overwhelmed with future um, anxieties and fears toward uh, the future, and that there may be impending doom or that I may lose something or that I feel scared of this massive thing, I start and I literally start penciling out every single step, that would happen, and I write the story in my journal of this happened. Now, because of this, I'm going to have to make this decision, and because of this, and I go all the way through it. And what I find is, before I get to the very end of me losing everything and my boat's pulled out of the lake and they're repoing it, and then my house is being repossessed or whatever, is that there's about 900 steps before that. Mm. And think of fear as a highway, and what happens is I end up, I end up is that there's exit ramps, uh, you know, about every mile. And so you can, and so what it does for me is it allows me to get off the fear highway and I get off an exit ramp uh, earlier when I start writing it down because I go, oh, there's plenty of levers, there's plenty of opportunities. No, I wouldn't keep going this direction if I knew it was that stupid. And that's an exercise that helps me as well of, of making sure that the facts remain the facts but they're not like these future impending dooms. Mm,
0: I, I love that. And just, yeah, like, like what, how does future tripping serve you? <laughs> Dude,
1: you know, I, but I, I just, that's, that's so true. And I
0: love there. that visual of the highway. It's like, yeah, I mean, you just went to the end of the highway without yep. remembering that there's like 15 million different exes, uh, exits, choices yep. that you can potentially make before you get to that doom and gloom that you're so worried about getting to.
1: Right. Because you get this piece of information or you learn this thing or you got to have this conversation, even a conversation, a tough conversation with a coworker or a leader or whatever. And you you make up all of these stories of what you think is gonna happen and all of this doom and all of this kind of stuff. And it's like it 99% of the time they just don't even come true. And so we we live with this anxiety and this panic and this depression because we don't take the facts as the facts. And so Mm -hmm. I'll shut up on that, but it's very important.
0: Mm -hmm. And, and I, I appreciate you diving into that. And that's, I think that's kind of where we see a lot of stuff today. And, And I do believe, and I think that there, there is compassion for this again of, you know, I believe that there are certain people that are hard they're just they're hardwired to go there. You know, m- my husband and I are perfect examples of I am g- always going to be glass half full and he's always going to be like the glass was never filled with anything to begin with. Nah. You know, and that's just that's how we look at the world. That's that's our the stories. It goes back to what we saw in our family dynamics and mental health and it just it goes back to so many different things, right? And so it's it's remembering that there are Going to be certain people that that you know there's going to be thought processes and beliefs that will always go to the worst case scenario. Always. Mm-hmm. Um, now, could there be options to train your brain to do something else? I'm, I'm sure. Um, but even just noticing and knowing that about yourself, having that self awareness, which again I think is so crucial to have in this time, because the more that you can be self aware. Mm -hmm. the more that you can remember like, Oh, feelings aren't facts. What, what is the circumstance of the situation? Mm -hmm. And and then, and then everything else can kind of be byproducts of that. If that makes
1: sense. Yeah. You know why I like this podcast? Why? It doesn't feel like a podcast. Thank you. (laughs) And, And what I mean by that is, yeah, but there's something real about this and, um, Frankly, I've 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 not been in this situation before, Um, Mm -hmm. and and I like it because you know it's so easy to give the one two threes and the hey think about this and here's the framework and the structure and but but where we are right now is in a really messy time period and Mm -hmm. there's this there's this there's this like there's a there's a conversation we're having the conversation that everybody's having but nobody's having you see what I'm saying right and and it's just like here's reality and yeah. I love it so thank you so much for for even uh, you know having this type of conversation
0: absolutely and I, and I would love to kind of leave it at um you know I, w- I would love to give people some i mean we've we've shared a lot of experience today sure. and I would love to leave them with some strength and hope of you know if they are looking for that connection and that that piece of whether it's just advice or, or just that just that that, re- that remembrance that they aren't alone, you know, from just from your lens of the world, what are some things that our listeners could do to, to focus differently, to see the facts as they are, to not attach their feelings to the worst end result and to really remember to pause and take it one day at a time instead of future tripping into things that we don't know.
1: So for me, again, my personality is the number one thing I have to have is, uh, I call it weekly flush in the toilet (laughs) weekly. I have to weekly flush, uh, the mental toilet. And the only way I do that is by calling, um, my friends. I've got about two or three that I can call and I call it, I extrovert with them Mm. and, um, Again, I've been doing this for years, so I don't even know how you say to start that. Besides, but besides, literally, you just you literally have to say, "I need to talk to you." I'm not going to text to you. I'm not going to write an email to you. Again, this is for an extrovert uh, because I can't speak to the introverted side of it. But I'm going. I need to talk to you. That's the number one thing I do, and the number one way I stay out of the 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 gutter um, right now, and the number one way I stay out of the gutter is that. I just consistently pick up the phone and ask for help. And I used to not do that. Mm. And I used to literally, and I literally would, I literally say to people, like, no joke. I talked to my wife yesterday morning. I woke up to a bad financial report and I looked at my wife and I said, I need your help today. And the, like, it is amazing what happens when you look at another human being or call another human being or, re, or text another human being and say, I need your help. Um, And so maybe the phrase for the listeners today is, I need your help. I need your help. I need need you to help me. And a lot of people don't like to feel that way because they feel like they're putting themselves in like a vulnerable position and you are, but I think that's the way through this.
0: Amazing. Thank you for that. Um, Okay. One last question before we pop off. It's actually one that I ask if I can remember to ask every (laughs) guest (laughs) that comes on here. Uh, What does influence mean to
1: you? What does influence mean to me? That's a great question. Um, I think influence is, um, man, Julie, you stumped me on this one. That's such a good, does this stump people?
0: Sometimes. Or if they listen, like if they know the podcast and they know it's coming, I think that they sometimes like prep
1: for it. (laughs)
0: But I like it when they don't know it's coming because I just think more naturally.
1: I like, I like uncomfortable. I I love, I I am, I love being uncomfortable by the way. So I I love it. Um, I don't know the answer to that right now, Um, but i I know it when I see it. Um, Mm -hmm. And um, I, I think, I mean, two words I put together that may sound weird. Um, It would be like, moral authority and what that means is you don't have to say anything for for people to know exactly everything about you um it's just the way you live and that's what creates the chips or the equity in the relationships um for you to be able to cash in if you ever needed to cash the man and so uh that's my answer it's 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 not a great one but that's the first thing that came to my mind
0: Oh, I love that. And and I just want to say that your ability to be comfortable in the discomfort or just to allow the discomfort to be what it is as a leader, I think is incredible and it makes you a phenomenal leader. And that to me is influential.
1: Oh, that's good. Well, I love it. I, when it's chaotic, I feel calm. And when it's calm, I feel chaotic. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, my, my executive coach uh, and, and mental coach, uh, I, mean, I talk with him every Monday morning, Is uh, he told me that the reason that I'm not freaked out right now is because um, I see crisis as opportunity. And so, Mm. um, you know, it's just a, it's, it's, that's, I'm a purebred entrepreneur, you know? So, so like not knowing how things are going to turn out is like literally my favorite situations to be in. (laughs) Mm. Anyway, Julie, you are awesome. And, um, thank you so much for having me.
0: Thank you so much for being here and just for being who you are. That's why I wanted you know, I was so happy when you were like, yes, I'll come on. Cause I was like, this is the voice that I want for this conversation. So thank you so much for just sharing your, your light and your greatness and your leadership with us. Cause that is needed. So I appreciate it.
1: Thanks, Julie. Appreciate it. Love you guys.